Okay, Thanks so much for coming. We have enough chairs? Just enough. Okay, full house. Huh? And Marv also. Okay, so with the master of the world, we are going to dive back in to Sicha Saran with Ois Yud Ches. Right, we're up to Ois Yud Ches. Last time we spoke about Tezayin was the silent scream that we spoke about. Do we have enough source sheets also? You guys have down there? You put it on now. Okay, so you'll look, you'll look on. So we spoke about the silent scream. That was Tazayin, Yudzayin. We spoke about the Indian of Limana Torah, sweetness, Ni'imus, to be able to taste the sweetness of Torah. And how Torah is able to make a person feel, even if he's essentially in a lonely situation, that you're not alone, and that that's a place to escape, to go to, to commune with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through his language and conversation with the Torah. If it's too cold for you, you can uh, play around with it. Okay, so today, Be'ez HaShem, let's jump into Sicha Saran Yud Ches. We're going to try to do Yud Ches. And some source sheets, and then and some sources on Yudches, and then the beginning of Yudches. Bezer Hashem, next week we'll we'll finish up Yudches and we'll go weiter. So the Heliger Rebbe says, Chusia Gunaleinu, Pam Echad. One time says Reb Nassim, Siparnu Imoy Miinyan Hatfasa Svarim. He says we spoke to Rabbi Nachman about the Indian of Hatfasa Svarim, the printing of Svarim. That was right around that time, right around the end of the 1700s, early 1800s. Ultimately, Rabbi Nachman was Nifter in 1810. Around that time, there was the Industrial Revolution, the printing press. All of a sudden, it became possible to print a phenomenal amount of svarim for relatively cheap, prior to which they were writing everything by hand. So obviously, there was a painstaking process, very expensive, very few people owned svarim. A full shas came out you didn't have in a city, right? People had to borrow and lend and go to the rub. It's like the Lula and Esther. You know, they had one Lula, you know, Arab Aminim per, uh, per town. If the sun is bothering the Chavra, maybe you want to shut the curtain also on that side, maybe. Right, so, so it's the same thing. All of a sudden, there was an incredible opportunity and ability to be printing svarim that everybody should have svarim. Shabadaris Halalu, in our generation, he said this then, certainly today, how many you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of copies and editions and versions of each and every series and set of svarim. So he says, This is the new thing. This is the new frontier. Everybody's getting involved in the printing press industry. And so many new svarim are being printed all the time. The earlier svarim from the Rishonim and the svarim of the Achreinim. Everybody is fanatical about buying these svarim. This is the new, the new thing. Everybody's buying svarim. So Rabbi Nassim says, we were speaking to Rabbi Nachman about the current events, about how this was happening and that people were buying so many svarim, came never in history did they have such an opportunity for a simple person who might not even have been able to understand what, you know, what the svarim said, but he all of a sudden owned a full set of shas and, and, and rishonim and achreinim and, and musar svarim and chassidus and kabbalah and so on. But Amar Rabbeinu, so Rabbi Nachman says, Ki Amr Rabbi Sein in the Baruch the Gemara in Shabbos tells us Asida Torah Shetishakach Miyisrael. There were those Tanaim that foresaw. The Yisrael of Shimon Bar Yochai was the one who countered that claim. Ki Loisi Shakach Mipizare, like we've spoke about it in the past. But the other Tanaim saw that the Torah was going to be forgotten from Am Yisrael. Al Kain Rabbi Nachman says, therefore, it's in order to counter this even distant possibility. 
of Am Yisrael forgetting Chalakim of Torah, that Matfisim Svarim Harbi, that Hashem brought into the world, that we should be able to go ahead and to correct, uh, I'm sorry, and to print so many Svarim, and everybody's buying Svarim now, today for the purpose, you Svarim Biyad Kal so that every person should be able to have the Svarim, so that the Torah should not be forgotten. It's all good? Uh, headphones, so you can't just put it onto mute or Okay. So this is Mamish Hashkacha from Akadish Baruch that Hashem put into the world that there should be this opportunity to print so many thousands and hundreds of thousands of copies of each and every safer. So everyone should have it. So ultimately there's no excuse. Ultimately, if something's forgotten, which ultimately again the Tanoim saw that was gonna happen, we should be able to look something up. It should it should not be possible anymore for the Torah to actually be forgotten from Am Yisrael. We have it printed, and he says, even in the hand of a simple tailor, who, who weren't so literate back then. Everybody has now Svarim. Everybody's grabbing Svarim, buying Svarim. So that again, every person should have Svarim. And certainly today online, I mean, you know, you literally have the whole tar at your fingertips. If it's Hebrew books or if it's uh, Safari or one of these, uh, one of these um, you know, organizations, it's incredible. They preserved everything, mamish everything, Svarim nobody ever heard of. They have, they printed, they copied, and they uploaded it. It's there. The Torah will never be forgotten. So that the Torah will not be forgotten through this that they are printing. Rabbi Nachman said a little bit of a sharp thing. This people don't know so much. That if you're not learning the Torah, so then ultimately, what does it help? A person goes and he buys all the svarim and he packs his house wall to wall with bookshelves and he has thousands and hundreds of thousands of svarim. Right? I mean, as long as it's not playing. So, right? So he packs the whole house of svarim. See, he says, if a person's not going to be learning the svarim and if a person doesn't take the time to make a seder in learning, and we're going to see, Bezer Hashem, in, in Yutes, the depth of this and the depth of what the power of Limud HaTorah is able to impact a person on such a deep level. Right, so he says, So the Svarim don't ultimately help. A person not only needs to own Svarim, a person needs to make sure that he's trying his best to go ahead and to learn the Svarim, to make Seder and Svarim. Not to grab everything and to learn everything at once, but to go consistently. We'll speak about Rabbi Nachman Seder, Alimud, Be'ezer Hashem, and Ayin Vav, and other places, but to learn the Svarim. Because of our great sins, the Indian of Limud and learning has fallen greatly. And very few people are engaged in learning in the ways that they were in previous generations. Rabbi Nachman famously said, we speak so often about the balance. Rabbi Nachman was trying to bring things together. He was trying to bring together different aspects of Avodah Hashem, the Musar of Avodah Hashem, the Chizuk of Avodah Hashem, to keep everything balanced out. We've spoken about that in the past. But Rabbi Nachman also said, it's brought down a Chaim Ran. We may have learned this inside, but it's good to remember that the Rebbe said, the Chasidim, he says, we're holding in Sicha Yurchas in 18. Rabbi Nachman said that the Chasidim stress Davening, tefillah, dveikus, emuna, everything that's related to tefillah as being the most important thing, ultimately the focus of Yiddishkeit. He says in the Mesnagdim, the Litvaks, hold that learning, limanat Torah is the most important thing and everything else is secondary. Rabbi Nachman stood up and he declared, and I say davening, learning, and davening. Davening, learning, and davening. Both. Mamish both. And both 
are the most important, and we've spoken about this also in the past, when do different elements of Yiddishkeit become equidistant to one another? When do they come all balanced out? When they are all seen as equal means toward the end of a, of a, of a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Rabbi Nachman says to me that the main thing is the main thing, Mamish, is the main thing is is to come to know Hashem, to come to live a life of awareness of the reality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu surrounding us, filling us in order to do that, says the Rebbe Davening and learning and davening. It's not a steer. We need all, mamish all, in the most intense ways. So that's what he says over here again. It's very, very important the learning of the svarim, the buying of the svarim, but also to learn to make a seder and the learning as well. Hainu. What is it going to help that so many svarim are printed? That the Torah shouldn't be forgotten. It's very possible to have the whole Torah preserved in book form, in, you know, in, in codex, you know, on scrolls or, or, or in book form the way we have them, or as you know, uh, technological information on the internet somewhere to have the whole Torah. But ultimately, the Torah needs to be held within the Jewish heart and the Jewish mind. That's where the Torah belongs, right? And so the Torah could still be forgotten, even though it's preserved externally. But the main thing is, says the Rebbe, the main thing is the learning. Rav Nassim goes a little bit deeper into this Indian of why it's such a special thing that Hashem put into the world the ability to print so many svarim, to own svarim, to have svarim. Ultimately, to learn the svarim, but what's such a benefit to be able to have all of these svarim in printed form? So Rav Nassim says, Chama Hashem al Amai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had tremendous mercy on his nation and Hashem caused to happen in his tremendous awesome mercy and Rabbi Nachman and HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought into the world the Chachma, the wisdom to know how to create a printing press and to print a phenomenal amount of Svarim there should be so many Svarim in the world he says, because of the tremendous amount of svarim, every generation, Rishonim and Achroinim, 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 the hundreds of thousands of svarim that were put out, we couldn't have copied each and every single one of them. We would have had to choose what are the most relevant, what are the most, you know, bolet that people are using, the most accepted svarim, but we would have lost out on so many svarim that simply would have been impossible to sit there painstakingly writing, copying over each and every safer. It would have been too much. So we need, and Ube says we, we couldn't have taken that hit, right? To have which, like, which safer are you going to choose? Not to have it carry on in the Masorah. Which opinion would you not have preserved for future generations that if they need to rely on a, chum, on a, on a kula, they wouldn't know that somebody, somody spoke about that, right? And there's makam, you know, to, to broaden the halachic analysis. How could you choose? We need them all. He says it's impossible for us to really know the Torah, al-Buryan, to have absolute clarity in Limana Torah, ki im, only, we need all of these elements of Torah Shabbat, Peshas, and Rashi, Toysvis, Marsha. This is called Torah. When you have G'daylim, right, who have all of this information on their fingertips as a result of their, perhaps, you know, natural intelligence, but Shkeda Rabbah. 
days and nights, to, you know, to immerse themselves in the Yam HaTalmud, in this ocean of intellect, that's where they're able to paskin because they have this incredibly broad understanding of every angle and every svara and every svara of a svara and chiluke dinam and every possible case and, know, and, and knowing with bina, maven davar mitoch davar, how to then apply the halacha to future cases, situations that aren't yet benimsa, you know, that'll, that'll arise in future generations. We need them all. All of these were used by the Gedoli Adar B'Sifri Chuvay Seim. If you open up a Shalos Chuvay Sefer, you'll find right that in one Chuva he could be drawing from all of these different elements. And the Rif says this, and the Ran says this, and the Rosh, and the Pnei Yeshua, all of the different Achrayim, and then all the way down to the ultimately Mechabrim of the Shulchan Aruch, of the Tur, and all the Naisei Kalim, the Rambam, and so on and so forth. So we need them all. When they want to go ahead and bring out the din, the absolute clear din, through Klali Apsak, but Klali Apsak need to work with a body of Torah law. And he says that we wouldn't have these Svarim, and even more than Rav Nassim just gave the basics, and that's just the basics. Can you imagine what these, you know, what Rav Yosef was walking around with in his head? Bookshelves upon bookshelves, right? He says, without these and even much more than them, it would be impossible to be mevara to clarify the din of Sakh. That's with regard to halacha. What about ashkafa? What about agada? What about kabbalah? What about chasidas? How many svarim eitzus? Guidance, who musr about Hashem, guidance and, and, and direction in what is Hashem. So it's trichin kol sifrei hamidrashim uperusheim, v'sifrei azarka, the shvikas ve'arizal, v'reishis chachma v'chulu v'chulu, hundreds of thousands of, of svarim, right, that were written in the, by the, by the musr giants and the chasidic masters and by all the tzaddikim. How incredible of a kindness it was from Hashem. That he had such mercy on us. And he brought into the world Davka at the end of time when there had already been so many generations of Torah thought being continually worked on. This is a 2,000 year project. Can you imagine? Torah scholarship. There's not been one second based on the, the Limon of the Nefesh Chaim that if for one second Torah study was to stop what would happen to the world, so that means to say that there's never been one second since the Torah has been given until this very moment, which we're engaged in now, that some form of Limana Torah was not taking place in the world. Not one second throughout history since the Torah was given. Not one second. And we're a part of that conversation, as we're going to see from the Nefshachayim in a minute, from the, from Chaim Belajan and Ruachayim. We'll see in a minute how we're a part of that conversation. But every generation is adding on, constantly being mevar, chidushim, the fact that we could have a chidush, every area of Torah, every concept in Torah has been chewed over by the ga'oyne ga'oyne about a thousand times from every angle. And the fact that we could be sitting here in, in Tomo or in the Mir and some yeshiva and, and we could come up with a chidush? I mean, that's, that's a pella. The Torah is mamish, parim v'ravin. It's, it's infinite, infinite, infinite depth. It's, it's remarkable. The Torah is remarkable. And so, and so it's dafka in our generation that we've come to the end of time and we have to deal with, you know, what previous generations didn't have to deal with. We get to, 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 to deal with what previous generations didn't have to in the sense that there hadn't been that much of a development, right? I mean, how much was there in the time of the Mishnah? There was the Mishnayis. There wasn't any more all of the, you know, the pilpul of chiluki dinim and dine dinim and so on and so forth that happened throughout the generations as the Torah was com- continually developed and Torah Shabbat continued as new cases came in and the world developed and so on. So 
it's dafka now at the end of time, Hashem says, well, it's getting too much. We need to bring Malachas Atfus into the world. Not so that the secular, you know, Goyim should be able to print their textbooks and so on. No, so that we, right, what's that? Right, there's no books anyway. Right. So, so, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed to create databases online so that we should mamash have the whole Torah. But at least in the time of Rav Nassim, Rav Nassim saw the Malachas Atfus as a gift to the Jewish nation of us being able to go ahead and to print all the Svarim so we should have for reference, to be able to look up, even if a human being is not going to, couldn't, you know, contain all of that within his mind, or all of that would not have been able to have been written down and copied by hand, the Svarim should be benimsa, should be found by everyone and every, by every Rav in every city, so that they should be able to look up the halacha, or to find the, the Musar guidance, and Hashkafa, and Kabbalah, and so on and so forth. What a kindness. Asher chamal aleinu, that Hashem had mercy on us, v'nasam lanu malachas hatfus, shal yedezim esrab and asvarim, and niknim zol gadol, it's very cheap, and every person could buy. V'yisvarim harbi v'chol ir, v'yitzakolecha v'yechad, every person has in his house, it's such a beautiful thing, you know, we, we grow up with this often, so we think that it's natural, and our houses hopefully in a firm house and I bless us in our houses Be'ezer Hashem you know the, the centerpiece is the bookcase the centerpiece of the dining room it's not this way even by lawyers and so on and so forth they have a study somewhere in the basement they'll have a shelf of books but you know for this to be sometimes even more prominent than a, the display of our menorahs and so on and so forth maybe that's a little bit toward the back of the room but the main thing is the centerpiece of a Jewish house is the, is the Svarim Shrine right that's the, that's, the, that's the most beautiful thing you walk into a house and, and that's what you see Jews are scholars. Jews are called the people of the book. This is our thing. We were always highly educated, which was part of why we were always hated, right? But we've been this way, very intelligent, very book smart, and very devoted to this Eitz Chaim Hila Machazikama that's keeping us alive, and that's kept us alive. It's because we've never stopped being a part of this conversation in some form or another throughout our history. That's the essence of our Jewishness, is the Tarek the essence of it. So that's what Rav Nassim says over here. Every person in every house has sfarim. That's the only way that the Torah is able to continue to keep us going now. An incredible amount needs to be written and needs to be discussed and every angle needs to be examined and every gedder and every chakira needs to be worked through in order to be din la'amitai. Every generation, we, our capabilities become a little bit less in, in, in terms of limud. More explanations are needed to clarify. So then more svarim are needing to be written. That's it. From that time on, there was going to be just an abundance of svarim. Think about how many svarim are coming out every single year. In every area of Torah, there are kolulim that are focused on a specific area, uh, you know, of of of, of Torah, or it's a hetter, or whatever it is that they're mamish delving in, and 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 sometimes it's not necessarily a safer filled with chidushim, but more biurim, another clarification, another beer, another explanation, another pirish. It's it's remarkable, mamish remarkable. Rabbi Nachman says, every one of these svarim is necessary. Rabbi Nachman says, it's usher to mock or to make fun of any sefer that's being brought into the world because each and every one of them is helping us clarify the Torah in a deeper way. Says Rabbi Nachman, a beautiful thing. He, said, he says, it, there's a little bit of Ruach HaKadosh in this Pasuk. The Pasuk in Kayala says, More than what I've told you before, Hizar Asoy Svarim Harbe In Kates. 
be very sure and very careful when you are oisais svarim, when you are making, creating svarim, adding ain't kate, a limitless amount of svarim. Well, there's Rashi. Rashi says, Yoiser mimasha nichtav, hizar lekayim, derichachachachamim ba'alpeh. Rashi learns that this Pazik is talking about Tarsh Balpeh and more than what is written. So he says, More than what is written in Svarim, be careful to keep the Tarsh Balpeh aspect of what is not written, right? That's how Rashi learns the Pasuk. But Rabnasin zones in on something interesting. He says, Um... Right. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. Now, I thought that I understood it. Although, in second appears, Rashi, Yoisim emashin nichtav, Kizar lakayim dirichacham ba'peh. In term, lama le nichtavu asoy svarim harbe in kates. So I wasn't sure about this as I was preparing this, and now I'm also not sure. Maybe the Chavar could help me. What's the difference? What's, what's Rav Nassim saying here? Lama loy nichtavu asoy svarim harbe in kates. That's literally what it says in the Pasuk, no? Without, like, leaving out the first few words? I'm saying, What's Lamaloy Nichtavu Asay Svarim Harbin Kate? That's what the Pasik says. It could be a printing mistake. I'm not sure. But he says in Banu Lichtav Loy Hispaknu. I think it, I think it's a printing mistake. I think it means to say Lamaloy Nichtavu Ksoyv Svarim Harbin Adin Kate. Why doesn't it say right? Right? That, that Reb Nassim cares that when they're writing this farm, he should be careful. Because again, Asais farm is what the Pasuk says. He can't be saying, why doesn't it say Asais farm? He does say that. So I think it, it means to say, Lamaloy Nichtavu. So he says, right, and that's the mashmois, I think, of the answer that he gives, implies that that was his question. Because if it would say, write svarim adin kates, write them, we wouldn't be able to. We wouldn't have enough. So we needed to say, because when does a person make a safer? Printing press. Otherwise, it's not called making a safer. Asoisvarim. You didn't use that last one. Right svarim. So Rabnasan says, why doesn't it say right svarim in the Pasuk? Asoisvarim. He says it's already a reference to the printing press. That ultimately there's going to come a time in history when the way of making svarim won't be writing anymore. They'll be manufactured. Printing press. We need to write so much in order to explicate all the dinim. So instead, we have this Indian of Asoy Svarim that you could print and mass thousands and thousands of Svarim. They can print and own, and ultimately we could own all these Svarim. Through this, the Torah will not be forgotten because we would be able to look it up and to learn through a Sugi specifically and go through all the Rishayim and Achrayim that we ultimately would not have if not for the printing press. We have to be grateful for that also. Thank you, Hashem, for the printing press, right? So take a look at this piece, <clears throat> source number two from Rav Chaim Olajener, Sosiagnalenu and Ruach Chaim, which is Rav Chaim Olajener's parish on Avais. So this is Mishnah, this is Parak Aleph, Mishnah Dalit. And the Mishnah tells us, Your house should be a house, a meeting place for Chachamim, host, uh, you know, Talmudic dialogue, host Tzadikim in your house, the Talmudic Chacham that should be talking and learning. And the, and the Mishnah continues, and you should sort of wallow in the dust of their feet, mamish, that you should serve them, be mishamish them. It says, the Heliger of Reb Chaim is such a beautiful pshat. Yitach in the forest, she says, it's possible to explain this Mishnah. 
We find that there are 48 ways, right? Noach Weinberg famously made famous the 48 ways Memches can drachim for the for the Kenyan of Tyra to acquire the Tyra. Echon mehem who amachim esra boisav aydish eloisav hacharifim. One of the forty eight ways is this: that a student is able to teach the Rebbe in a certain way by sharpening him with these questions that the Rebbe ultimately wouldn't have thought of on his own. The Torah gets processed, albeit by a Talmud who knows a lot less than the Rebbe, but ultimately it's processed by a different consciousness. Right? To learn more from the students than anybody. That he's sharpening. He's able to sharpen the Rebbe. That's one of the 48 ways of the, uh, uh, that the Torah is nickness. Through this, that the students are sharpening. They're making the, the, the Rebbeim wiser through their Sheyeloisev and through their very uh, sharp questions and, 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 and sharp analysis. And, and, and through this, the, the, the sugya opens up, right? And a new approach is taken, and a new asaga is brought in, and, and, and everything could shift, and everything could change. <speaking in Hebrew> says that Nefesh learning is called a, a war, mamash a war. That there's an Indian of Melchamta Shaltar, there's a war that takes place when we're learning Gemara. We should see Rashi and Taisus as Mamish battling and a Machemashaltar and troops from Taisus are being sent over to Rashi all the time. Right? And then there are those that come to the to, to the aid of Rashi. And we have the same thing also in, in the Naisa Kalim of Shulchan Arach and, and, and the Rambam. There's a battle taking place, right? Between the, the, the Rambam and the Ravid, it's Mamash a battle. The Ravid wrote his whole safer on the Rambam just to fight with the Rambam. Mamash unbelievable. Do you think that he didn't love the Rambam to death? And more than that, right? But there was this Indian that for the purpose of Melchem Teshaltar, you think he didn't respect the Rambam? He, he thought the Rambam Stam should, he should never have written Mishnah Torah because he had problems with some of the things that he wrote. Chas v'shalem. That's the Melchem Teshaltar. That's the Ravid. The Rav Chashmaitza. There's a Melchama going on. Al Kane and he says, Gama Talmidim Lechamim Yikra'u. The Talmidim that are learning are called Lechamim. They have to battle with each other, fight it out, not to not to not to budge, right? On on on, on MS. That's what MS requires. Not that it's a personal thing, Chatzah Shalom. Adarab, the Gemara Kedushin says that when they get up from the learning, they get up and they're, they're full of love afterwards, right? But it's dafka through the making sure that the MS is coming out because MS brings shalom into the world. They're called warriors. The Gemara says it's talking about a father and a son. They become enemies to one another, right? In their in their staunch certainty that they have the right shot and let's work it out and let's battle with each other not to give in. The Gemara says that I quoted. They don't move from there. They start off oivim. Their mom is battling with one another. But then what happens? They become, oh yeah, they become mamish, beloved friends to one another. Listen to these words. It is absolutely forbidden. What's going on? Is everything okay? It is absolutely forbidden for the Rav, for the Talmud rather, to accept the words of the Rebbe if he has a kashan. And it's Usr. It's mamish Usr. Even though we might think that maybe that's a little bit of a... It's a little bit of a, uh, of, 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 of a maila, right? Just to accept. No, if it's something they have a kasha on, make sure to clarify. Make sure to clarify. And sometimes Adarabah. Sometimes uh, the Rebbe could make a mistake and a Gadol could make a mistake. Sometimes he needs other people with different uh, uh, perspectives to be able to 
in a respectful way, bring up points that may have been glossed over. Ukamoisha eats katan madli because the god of the Gemara says also, just like a small wood chips are necessary to create a gigantic conflagration, so too is it with the learning that we have the big beams, right? The atzei alavano and the tzaddikim, but ultimately sometimes they need the, the little wood chips, the tinder, which is the small talmidim to really get the fire going through their questions and through their insights, through their perspectives. And he says, this is Pshad in the Mishnah. Let your house be a meeting place. Be a place for Tamil Chachamim to talk and learning. Not that you should simply wallow in their dust to be mishamish them, but to wrestle. To wrestle with their words. Shuhu inin his his abkus mochama. You should wrestle with the words of the tamid chacham, even though they're far beyond our pay grade. And the concepts that they're speaking about, they they they, you know, they're, they're much more learned in these inyanim. If something doesn't sit right, bring it up to them. There's no busha. We find the gemara davra melech was praised, right? That even though he was, uh, I'm sorry, that 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 achit. Um, Ishboishas, right? Ishboishas was called Ishboishas because he was such a great Torah scholar, but he allowed himself to become a little bit even mivuyash, to be embarrassed or mivayesh when, when, when other people would bring certain things up, and he allowed that lot to happen. He, he made himself smaller, and that's why ma, that's why mayim, that's why Torah is associated with mayim. Ma mayim yardim imakam gavoya lamakam namuch. Water goes down to the lowest place. That's the Torah's miskayemes by whom? By a person that makes himself low, that makes himself even if he is a tremendous tamachacham, but to always be accommodating to the insights of others because ultimately he says it's now here's the point that I wanted to bring in for the context of this piece says the Nefeshachayim the same applies in our relationship with those Sadiqim who have already left the world these are the great mechabrim, those that wrote the svarim without which we couldn't move, like we talked about before, the marsha and the and the riff and the ran and all the mefarshim and the tour, the and the nesekelim, and so on and so forth. That that their svarim are with us today because of the base hatfus that Reb Nassim said. Hine, listen to this. Tzimam is such a beautiful visual, visualization. Hine ayyadeh hasfarim asher bibatenu, beisenu. Asher bibatenu, he says, through this that their svarim are in our house, beisenu hu beisavad l'chachamim elu. Our house becomes a meeting place for these sadiqin. You look at a bookshelf, and I'm just looking at this bookshelf over here where you can see on the wall, uh, right? That's Reb Nassim is sitting on the shelf. Right next to Rav Kenig of Shari Tzadik. Right, and that right next to the Rebbe Nachman of the Sipurim Maisius. And a shelf down, we have Rav Hillel Zeitlin sitting next to, uh, sitting next to the Chernovitzer and the Sudur Shabbos, right? And next to all the Mepharshim and the Mekaras Gedolis who are all, it's like uh, five for the price of one over there. You know, you have all these Sadiqim sitting together. It's like uh, the Gemara Bav Metziah, five on one bench, you know? And then next to that, you have the Zerah Kodesh and the Heliger Rapshitzer. And Mamish, this is how our bookshelves are. You don't just see dead svarim. These are Lebedik and Hashamas of Tzadikim that we took the best of every generation and you walk into a, be- uh, you know, a Zucker shul over here that has such a beautiful library. You look at that, that's a base of Vahad L'Chachamim. It's not simply a bookshelf with books. That's Mamish, you know, a, a container of the Nishamas of the greatest minds and hearts throughout the generations. 
What a privilege, Beis HaTfos. You don't have that online, you know? It's, I don't know how it works exactly. With each web page being another, you know, each browser, each new tab. But over here in the Svarim, there's nothing like a safer. I don't think the books will ever go out of style, no matter what. With Kindles, and there's nothing like a safer. There's nothing like it. They probably said the same thing about scrolls when, when books started to come out. Could be. But the Svarim, there's nothing like a safer. That's a base vad And just by having Svarim in our homes, our homes become a base vad we are not only given permission, we're warned. Not to take everything at face value. You have a problem with something, be ma'ayin. Be ma'ayin in it. Ask Akasha. And to, and to give terutzim on their kashas, even though they were so much greater than us. And not to say, oh, who am I? What am I? Okay, so you say, you have to say that because what do we really know? But we have to go ahead and to ask and we have to answer. Mamish to ask and to answer and to be medactic. I think there might be a distinction between the hasagas of the tzaddikim. We're, we're talking in the Indian of Kabbalah or the Indian of Pinimius, where it's not necessarily together, you know, our intellectual understanding. Sometimes the tzaddikim brought down Asaga and they said, Kacha, and that's Kacha. We learned so much about Tamim Subshitas, about accepting, right? But specifically in the Indian of Halacha, where we mevar, everything is logic, everything is, is, is details, and it has to check with the rest of the corpus of Tereshavapeh, right? And we have to be metarit, stirus, and rambam. That's, that's in Halacha, right? The Indian of, 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 of Nisr, sometimes you have to talk or say, I just accept it, right? I don't understand it. It's beyond my mind's comprehension. To, to imagine what this Malach the Nachman is describing that has 3,000 heads and each thousand heads, each head has 3,000 tongues and each tongue has 3,000 songs we're going to learn about in Sikha Saran. You have to say, okay, you know, I'm not going to start being Mavara, like, how do you know? Where does it come? Rabbi Nachman was Masig. Rabbi Nachman brought down to the world. He saw a vision in the place that he saw and all the Sadiqim. So there might be a distinction there. But, but certainly in the Indian of Halacha and Psaq Halacha, we have to be mivar. We have to clarify. We have to ask our kasha not to be afraid. And here he gives the caveat, of course, that avlin kozeh yizar benafshim elidaver begaiva. You don't have to say it in a way of gaiva, like you know, it, it, like he was wrong and I'm right, and that for sure not. Elidaver begaiva begoyda levav, and with you know unnecessary negative pride. Basher like you know, just because you found some place where you can ask a kasha, ask it. You write a little bit of a note on the side. You ask a rebbe. You say, you know, you know, ulechayra da 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 da, right? It doesn't seem to work. I, you know, how does this fit with the other Mishnah? How does this fit with that Kumar and that Brisa and that other Rambam that I learned it? And you ask, right? But it does. It's not in a way of gaiva to say that I know more than they did, because he says viyadame ki A person should have a dimyon that he's as great as the mechabrim that we sometimes kataka have a legitimate question on something that they wrote. And a person should remind himself. How many times do we, you know, learn something and we thought we understood it? And then we revisit it in light of, you know, more information, or we see it again, and we realize we never even understood what it was that we thought we had a kasha on, uh, you know, the kasha never started now that we understood it. So go into this Malcham Toshotayr with confidence of a warrior to know that you have the right, not only the right, but the chiv, the obligation to ask when a question arises, but always to do it in a way of anavi Yusera, to do it in a humble way, to speak in a humble way. He says, I'm not Kedai, but still, 
But always understand that all of your mis'abik, all of your wrestling with these tzaddikim and all of the ga'inim and all the g'daylim and the mechabri that we're learning, it's still ba'afarikleim. Just remember that you're allowed to be mis'abik and you're mechuyiv to be mis'abik, to wrestle, but ba'afarikleim, remember that you're still, the, not you, that I'm the dust and collectively before the great ga'inim, mamish dust to their feet, right? That's the hishtal says the Nebuchadnezzar of that beautiful Mishnah. Just by having the bookshelves to be able to learn the Svaramakdoshim, Misabig to fight with them, but ultimately Ba'afaragle. That's the that's the tsura in which this Mohama is supposed to take place. Mamash a beautiful teaching for the Amshachai. Okay, let, let's jump into Sikha Saran Yutes. And again, we'll do the whole piece today, but we're only going to be able to really analyze and delve into um, the first chilek of it, Hashem, in the beginning of next week's shir, we'll finish up the Ion on, on Sikha Saran Yutes and continue with Chaf and Chapal. So Rabbi Nachman says in Sichas Ran Yutes, Va'amar the Rebbe said, Nichsafti ma'oid laham shechasa oilam el I was very much longing and yearning to draw the entire world el to practical action. And this is another example of where we find Rabbi Nachman. In other places, Rabbi Nachman says, the main thing is what? The main thing is the ratzon. The ikr is the ratzon. The main thing is the gaguim, is the chuka, is the lev, rachman alibabai, and so on. But then you find in other sikhas that what? The main thing is the asiyah. Just mitzvah even without the deepest kavanas and ratzon. Just to do, to do, to do. What's the, what's the terrors? Davenin and lernin and davenin. Right? It, it's all. And it's not a steer one with the other. We need both. Rabbi Nachman was broad-minded in this way. It was one of the things like I, I mentioned, you know, that drew me to the, drew me to the Rebbe in the beginning was that I, I you know, was looking around the different mahalchim and I just found that different drachim and Abedas Hashem stressed certain aspects but let go and left, you know, the other aspects and stressed one thing often to the detriment of others. And in Breslov, I Mamash found everything. I found davening. I found learning. I found Shabbos. I found Sadik. I found Eretz Yisrael. I found Midas Tavis. I found Adracha Eitzes for every aspect of life and that one doesn't come at the expense of the other. You know, all are true. And again, all are unified in their importance in contrast and in relation to the ultimate tachlis of Kirva Selekim Litaif. And that's what I found was so healthy and, and, and helpful and beautiful. Laham to mamish go ahead and to bring the world to Maisa. A few very litvish sikhas. <laughs> ask a couple of sikhas. If you, you, you know, if you'd read this to somebody and ask, who do you think it is coming from? The Gura, Rav Shachayim, Revolba, you know? No, Rabbi Nachman. Oh, he said other things other than just dance on top of trucks all day? Yeah. He said other things. Okay, so the Indian is mamish. We have to learn. To make a kabua every single day, and this is the key to greatness and learning is consistency. Whether it's a lot, whether it's a little, don't go one day without learning. How could a Jew go a day without learning? How? It's mamish in our DNA. How could a Jew go a day without learning? In the Nehemiah Melech, the Nehemiah Melech says, I'll call Panim, if a person needs to go one day or a few days without learning, he says he has a cheshbon four days without learning, and it's mamish bad news for the, for, for the Jews, you know, for the soul of a Jew. Four days, it's just, it's, it's, it's unfathomable and incalculable. Learning is our, is our air. Learning is our, we can't move without learning. Again, learning is very broad. Learning doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, a daf gemar Learning could be 
Bimakim Shali Bachafiks. There's Midrashim, and there's Panemius, and there's Hasidus, and there's Musar. And Torah is exceedingly broad, and there are many different areas of halacha, whether or not the Yeshivashim, Mesachtas, and Hashim Nezikim that are classically learned. Shas has many other Mesachtas that aren't classically learned in the Yeshivas, and that's also Torah. So Torah is very, very broad. We're conditioned to believe that Torah just means like, you know, like something super specific. It's not true. Torah is very broad. So Menachem is talking about the broadness of Torah, but have a safer that you're going through from beginning to end. Don't just take from a little bit from here, a little bit from there. If it's in a sechta, start from the daf base and go all the way to the end. If it's a safer, start from the first page, go all the way to the end. Consistency, even if it's a little bit every day, a little bit every day, you'll see Mamish going to learn like drops and drops and drops of water that go through the rock. Every day, something. Every day, something. And make sure that you have that chayt don't, don't give up on him. But Ammar and Rabbi Nachman said, Even those Jews that are very distant from holiness, very distant from any union of Kirvah Salukim, they want to start. And sometimes even, we'll see from the Paliyites, even if they don't want. But the Jews that, they're very distant and, they, and, and, and somewhere deep inside they feel that they're ready to come back. But they're so trapped in this terrible, horrible vise and in this trap. They become so murgle. They become so used to just living a life of sin. The power of the Torah Kedush, is so powerful. The Torah could take a Jew out of those things and those averis and those habits that a person thinks that he could never break because it's from the you know from our deepest you know uh, days of our of our youth and this is our coping mechanism. We don't know another way and we can't live without it. The Torah could take a person out. But it has to be consistency. That's the main thing. To learn some element of Torah To find a chilek of Torah that speaks to us We've spoken about this in the past Every single day And for Bacham and Yeshiva Very important to make a Seder Outside the Seder of the Yeshiva Shteltzu to the Yeshiva You have to learn what they're learning and, and excel in the learning Be the best guys in Yeshiva Which I'm sure you are already Outside of the Storm of the Yeshiva Make your own Seder Make your own Seder in something. Pick your own thing that you want to learn. Don't consult anybody. Find something that speaks to you. Take it and don't ask. And 10 minutes before Shacharis, 10 minutes after Shacharis, Bein Star and Bein Azman and make it your thing, your own project. Chay Kavua. Start your own learning because soon you're not going to be in Yeshiva anymore. There won't be the framework anymore. And it's the Chevra that make Yiddishkeit their own while they're in Yeshiva that's going to enable them to stay with that long afterwards because their Yiddishkeit is not totally with Davar. It's not reliant on the infrastructure and in the institution of the yeshiva, the mashkiach waking him up every morning. He's a person who owns his Yiddishkeit. He made it his own. Memela, it has nothing to do with the yeshiva. So whether he's in yeshiva, whether he's not in yeshiva, whether he's in kailo, whether he's working, whether he's, uh, who knows what he's doing. But he has his own starim because they're his own. Very, very important. Every single day. No matter how this person is and what his lifestyle looks like. Says Rabbi Nachman. 
Mamish of Vados. Absolutely, Yisku, he will be he will merit Lotseis Mimitsudasam Hara'a Al Yidei Hataira. He will be Zaycha to be able to escape from this negative trap through the Taira Kikoya Hataira Gadol Ma'oid because the strength and the power of Taira is exceedingly great. Okay, this is what we'll be delving into for tonight. And so there's more to the Sikha, but we'll do that part Bezer Hashem next week, Tuesday. Let's jump into uh, to the sources with the with the last couple of minutes. I always forget that it's 15. Okay, we started also five minutes late. But with the last couple of minutes, we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into these ideas and we'll continue Bezer Hashem the rest next week. So the first thing is Mamash on the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch and Reish Lam and Ches, Siv Bez. Beheliger, Rabbi Yosef Kara writes as follows. Im yeshle choik kavua lumid kach vikach liyoyim. If a person has, and according to Rabbi Nachman, a person needs to have a kavua every single day, a certain amount, a certain seder kvias to make a certain amount of learning. And by the way, this goes for men and women today, by the way. What the nature of the woman's learning should be is a matter of debate. I personally feel that Panimia Satora is essential for women to be learning. Obviously, there are those that felt the Gemara also falls within that spectrum, and that's a conversation to be had. The Lubavitcher Rebbe was mamish fire that women need to be learning, absolutely need to be learning. Right, and um, obviously the Rav or Salavechuk was it was you know was you know the, the, the Tomo guys here was teaching women Gemara. Okay, but that's a, that's that, that's a conversation we could have. It's also shaykh to women because the Indian of a woman is malchus. Tarish Valpez is is malchus. Mm-hmm. There is a shaykhus that they have strangely enough, but Pnimius Satora it goes without saying. Not much without saying. If you think that all the Rebetzins and all the Tzadikasin were just you know reading Tehillim the whole day, they were doing that also. But they were mamish learning. They were mamish learning. So it's very, very important for all the girls that are listening that they feel maybe there's no shaykhs. No, no. You have a kfiyas also. You have a kfiyas also. So a person that has a kfiyas every single day, kach v'kach, and we'll get into why women are, are considered malchus be'ez Hashem, maybe at the end we'll touch on it. We're a little bit tight for time, but it's an important question. And he was busy that day, and he wasn't able to do what he, what he had to do. He made for himself kitzur shochanach, there are svarim that, and today it's, it's so beautiful because they put out additions where you can mamish just do one, a little bit a day, and they have it set up, you know, for the calendar. You can finish Mishnah Bura, I don't know, maybe t- two years, what is it, in, in a year, two years? If you, if you do a certain amount in kitzur shochanach, I've been learning kitzur shochanach for a number of years, you know, it's split into the, you know, I just do one page a day, one page a day. You could finish kitzur shochanach. Rambam, I'm learning Rambam now, Yoimi. You could finish Rambam in three years. These things are doable. It's just a chay kavua every single day. And it seems like a huge thing, but if you take it little bite size and you remember that the Iker is not completing everything. We said from the Chavetz Chaim, Eila, Devar, Mashar, Noichi, Metzavah, Hayoim. All there is, it's just another piece of Dveikos. But in a systemized way. It doesn't need to be Dveikos all over the place. Go in a systemized way. But then you're not anywhere thinking about, oh, but it's such a big thing and I can't commit myself to seven years of Dafyoim. All there is, it's one daf of Dveikos at a time. One daf of gratitude at a time. One daf of connection at a time. And you'll see, as the days pass, you'll accomplish a phenomenal amount. You'll be able to finish Svarim, review Svarim. And the more you learn the Svarim, the more it, they'll become fluent for you. You'll start again. You'll become bikiyam mamish. And nikla nister this way. Consistency. Consistency. So you have a chaykabu. Now, he wasn't mashlim l'chayk. Says the, says the Shulchan Aruch. And it's, it's not a piece of advice. This is a halacha. Yashlimenu belayla miyad. He needs to go ahead and find some time in the nighttime. Makes no difference if you're on vacation. Makes no difference if it's Bein Azman. It makes no difference. You have a Chay Kabu and you weren't able to during the day at a Cholomai trip. At nighttime, tired as you are and disinterested as you are, you have to be Mashlam Chay. 
Paskin Allah, how does that work? Says the Mishnah Bura, Yashli Menubalaila, Kalaimar, Afyubalaila Saktsarim, says the Mishnah Bura, even in the in the short nights, Mikhuyblias Nayar Balaila, stay up. Makes no difference. Stay up. Because there's nothing more important than your chayk. What you took on for yourself. Consistency, day in, day out. I can't go a day without learning. This is the, this is the Shulchan Arach. Reish Lam and Ches. Semen Reish Lam and Ches. Sev Beis. And the Mishnah Bura there. Sev Katan Hei. Don't push it off to the next day. Because what's going to happen? Everyone knows in the Daf Yoimi, you miss a day, don't start pushing off from day to day. Okay, you'll, you'll make it up a different time. You can't make it up that day, right? But the next day has its own chayk. The next day has its own daf. And once you start pushing it off and you skip a day here, so look, it adds up. There's no getting away from it, right? It adds up. It has its own chayk. And you'll have missed out on this day, and that's a mu'uvah There will never be a day like, uh, like that day. Every day is its own hasag of a chal yayim, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mechadish the world every day. It's brand new. So that's a chayk that you have, that you have a, an obligation to, to, uh, you know, to fulfill. Miyad. Says the Mishabura, why is the Shulchan Aruch paskening mamish miyad? It's, it's a kapaskan halacha that you have to go ahead and be mashlam. Why? Because he says, heavy nether. Because he says it's mamash and nether that you make. You say that I'm going to go ahead and to take upon myself to learn a certain thing? That's a nether. That's a real nether. Right? Even if a person doesn't make a nether, but he has a minute, he's noig in a certain inyan. If he wanted to take upon himself something and to keep it forever, have a nether. It's mamash a nether. That's why we always say, bli nether. I'll do this, bli nether. Why? Because if you don't say bli nether, even if you didn't have a mind to a nether, you start doing a good thing, it becomes mamash a so that's why we should take on our on our chayk with consistency, but it should be always that we shouldn't get into these circumstances. That what can you do? You know, you, uh, you, you, ultimately we're setting ourselves up for failure because life's going to happen. And right, we're not always able to be. So you say but the Indian is consistency. You see how powerful that is. In Chaim Aran, the Heliger Ben Nachman says, Tafkuf Ches. Tav kuf pe gimel. This is in Chaim Aran. Va'amar hamatik, and the one who copied over the Kutmaran of Avram ben Reb Nachman told Shiner, the Talmud of Reb Nachman, who put together Chaim Aran. He says, Shamati, I heard. Shabishosha amar Rabbeinu zochan alavracha. Maimer nechsafti ma'oid laham shecha olam alasiya. When Reb Nachman said over this Maimer that we're learning now in Sichas Aran. That I wanted very much to bring the world into Asiya, Chay, Kavua, every single day they should be learning something. Remember, in our first year we spoke about how the Sikhas Haran were initially printed after Sipur Maisiyas. So Rabbi Nachman said this over Simon Yatas. Rabbi Nassan, Rabbi who was the Talmud Muvak of this Rabbi Nachman of Tolchin, who put together Chaim Aran, he asked Rabbi Nachman, What about Mamash Abalavera, a person has no shaykhis to the Kedusha of Torah? What about him? Rabbi Nachman answered, I want you to know how incredibly powerful and holy Liman is. This is a pella. 
Liman Atayra is greater than Shemir Sabris. Everybody knows that Rebbe Nachman, Shemir Sabris is like the most important thing. Rebbe Nachman was the Indian of his Sayyid Tzaddik. He wants to make us into Tzaddikim, not just a Lamdin, but the Indian of Tzaddik, also Shemir Sabris. Tzaddik, Mandanat Abrisai, moral purity, Kedusha, Tara, Mikvah, all this. But Rebbe Nachman was paramount. The Rebbe says Liman Atayra is even more potent than Shemir Sabris, with all of its schoolists and everything. How so? Kibris be Yisoyed by Raisa B'tifari, says makes a simple Cheshbin. Bris is associated with the sphere of Yisoyed. What's above Yisoyed? Tiferes. And Liman Atayra is, is, is Tiferes. It's, it's higher up. It comes from a higher place. So even if a person is not holding in Shemir Sabris and a person thinks, I'm not Roy, and, and, or, or, I mean, there are Allah is about this, right? But Tefillah Ezra, whether it was Nisbatel, it's still a good thing to do, obviously. But a person feels, because ah, Debrit are, are ultimately not Mechabal Tumah, that's Gemara and Brachas. But a person feels, I'm not, I'm not Roy, I, I shouldn't have access. Says Rebbe Nachman, don't worry about it. The Torah comes from a higher place than Bris. You'll get to Shemir Sabris. To make a Chayk to learn every single day. The learning has to be something serious. Chasidus isn't just about like, you know, this experiential, spiritual high and experience and Hashem loves me. It comes with, it comes with tachlis. You have to do also. These two things are not, themselves are not a stira, right? Both are true. But ultimately, asiyah, asiyah, asiyah. All of our learning about how much Hashem loves us and how, and how real He is and so on and so forth is supposed to compel us into maisa. If it doesn't, something's wrong. If it doesn't, there's a disconnect. And either a person is being mechabalit wrong or it's being given over the wrong way. But this that you find, spiritual people that are mamish intensely engaged in the limit of, of chasidus but ultimately are not actualizing it in the, in the sense of Okay, so now that you learned what the tzaddikim say about Liman Atar, so learn, right? Now bring it into learning. Make shachris. You understand what davening is. So not just to learn the panemis of it, but it comes with, you know, it's supposed to compel a person into maisa mamish. If it's not, there's something wrong, right? But that's ultimately what it's supposed to be doing for us, to really bring us, you know, into, the, into an engagement with Yiddishkeit, which is no longer bitter or something we feel forced upon. It's the same stuff that we hated back in yeshiva, right? And that we tried to run away from. But it becomes something else because it's imbued with the spirit of consciousness of Das, right? But ultimately, we need the Kalim just as much as we need the R. And it's through the Kalim that the R comes into our lives. And so the Peliyoyitz in the Erech of Isaiah, for the last couple of minutes left, the Peliyoyitz says, Rachazoyismatsanu Takana, he says. We found one Takana for a person that he had been describing in the previous paragraphs of a person who's spiritually and emotionally dead. Mamish dead, he says. Even no amount of shaking him will help wake him up because he's dead. And you can't shake a dead person alive, right? Rachmanolatslan. He's Mamish dead. He doesn't feel anything. What's the Takana for such a person that no amount of Musr, no amount of Chizik, no amount of Osiris, nothing's reaching him. What can we do? Says the Peleoites, we found one Eitzah. Listen to this. One Eitzah. She'im yachal lachev as Yitzray lilamid. Lilmid, rather. If he can go ahead and force himself into learning. Somehow. If we can drag this person into a Seder, kicking and screaming. Again, consistency. Every day. Afilu al karcha. Even if the person doesn't want to. Find a way to convince him. We learned Rabbi Nachman said, you'll get Olam Haba, right? Find a way to make some sort of incentive. Find a way. He's not interested. It's an Eitz Chayim. It's a tree of life for those that hold on to it. Anyone who is Oisik and Tal Torah, it's Mechayehu. It's going to bring him back to life. The truth, the depth. That Baruch that you find in learning. 
Uksiv and the Pasuk says, Yarev Kamata Likhi, the Torah drips down like rain, Kamosha Tipois Hamatar, Soyv Shenoikvim Evan, just like the rain, drop after drop after drop consistently can make a hole in the stone, like Rabbi Akiva's Mashal. The Torah will ultimately drip through this person's heart. Will remove his heart of stone. And a brand new spirit of life will be breathed and renewed within him. Like the Gemara says in Sukkah, if a person has a Yitzhahara, drag him to the base Medrash, drag him into Liman Atayra. Again, it doesn't have to be a phenomenal amount and it doesn't have to be in phenomenal depth. Consistency is the main thing. Make it a part of your life that you can't go one day without it. And you're not doing it because somebody told you to do it. It's because you want to. It's because this is your own personal thing. And every other area of your life is your hotel. You know, it's your hotel. You stay for a couple of nights. But your house, the house is Limanatara. I can't move. I can't move. I can't live without learning. I can't. If he's a stone, he'll melt in barzelhu If he's iron, he'll become shattered. But again, it needs very strong consistency. With many, with a passage of days, he will have found the remedy. How the Torah is bringing him back to life. Mamash, the same thing from the Pelayoids. Point by point, day by day, consistently. And we'll learn just, we'll close with two last Torahs from the Nefeshachayim. This time in that Shachayim Shar Dalit, Prakim Lamed Aleph and Lamed Beis. And the first piece from Prayer Lamed Aleph, the Heligan of Shachayim says, Vizashikosov, the Perak HaTayra, which is a Perak and Avis that's talking about Tyra. I think it's Perak Vav. Nasik Hamayanam is Garba Vahoilich. That a person who is intensely engaged in Liman HaTayra becomes like what? A Mayanam is Garba, just a flowing ocean filled with Tyra from all aspects and Chalakam of Tyra, all flowing together into a mighty river. Says the Nevesh Chaim, he says, I want to explain these words, which is interesting. It's also it's not from Ruach Chaim, but it's also Pirish on a mission of it. He says, I also want to be Mefarish based on what we've been saying. Listen to this beautiful imagery, another beautiful portrayal from the Nevesh Chaim. One of my favorite Svarim. Shikamai Hamayan Hanovea, just like a flowing stream. Af Shilfa Amim Nirfash Vinishchas Baharbi Refesh Vitit, it becomes a little bit sullied and it picks up a lot of sand and a lot of dirt along the way. Al Kolzeh, but he says, None of the dirt that it encounters, nothing could stop it. It'll overcome every obstacle, it'll flow through every bit of mud that it that encounters along its flood. So that with a passage of days, the same exact terminology of the Peleites, consistency, even with all of its dirt and all of its dust, because there's so much water, it will flow past it. It will move past the blockage. It will begin to flow again. The same thing, a person who's engaged in Limanatayra. Now again, not necessarily in the very litvish, you know, narrow-minded, essentially, you know, sort of definition what Limanat Torah is broad, the Torah in everything. Not just, you know, a couple of halachas and parshas mishpatim and a few mesechtas and a few, you know, ksaisin and asivas. The whole entire Torah. You know, mamish, chumish rashi, all of Bereshis, the Arachayim HaKadosh, the Alshech, all, all of the different mafarshim, the Torah, that's your thing. Tanakh, that people 
stam don't know. You know, take the Navi Amos and learn it from beginning to end. The Yeshayo with all the Mepharshim, the Malbim, the Eligah Malbim. There's so much to learn. Torah is very broad. Consistency. Everyday consistency. Find the area of Torah that speaks to you and speak to it every single day. Every day. Every day. It becomes a little bit dirty. It becomes a little bit dirty with his with in 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 the Indian of sins. Atsumim even in very powerful sins. And he's mamish like being sucked into the quicksand. Mitzulas harav the trap of evil. Al in through the consistent engagement in limanatora nachin liba betuach shavade hamaorsha bayachzir lamuta. His encountering of Hashem. Shem in the Torah, hopefully it's given over in such a way that it's not learning as an end unto itself, but as a means toward Dveikas and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who fills the Torah, Hamalah made Torah La'am Yisrael. So, Mamash, the R within it is going to bring him back. That's Mayana Mesgaber. The water of Torah in Mayim the Torah will be Mesgaber. La Rasha by Ma'at Ma'at, it'll overcome it. The goodness will overpower the Espashit Bekula, the Gamri, and will spread throughout him. Behu Meskadish, Mitumasu, Parchatar, Bekula, and the Tahara that exists in one Chalik of the Behemoth. Ultimately, it's a reference to Karbanis, but it will be Mespashit throughout the whole body. We'll finish with one last teaching with this. We'll and, and here the Heligan Nefesh Hachayim gives a, gives a reason why. He gives a reason why this works. Why does Libana Torah help a person be misakin things in such a deep way? This is from the very next parak in Shardalid, parak Lamed Beis. This is the Indian of a person who learns Torah properly. He awakens the holy source of the Torah as it exists in the holy upper realms. To bring brand new light and brand new spiritual shefa and chiyas and life force down upon all the worlds. And all of its flame will be mamish, you know, bursting with fire and, 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 and sparks. Megarish to drive out Alechalis and to consume Kalatumas, that he caused with his negative actions, in all of the world's to become purified, for this elevated holiness to begin illuminating, all of the different spiritual powers to bind themselves one with the other, all the way to the top, so all of these lacks that he created, all these blemishes will become filled. Saknim and all of the all of this that, that he caused corruption within this source, within this structure of spirituality being brought into the world. It will be fixed. and all the destruction, misbanim, will become built once more of asimcha, yesersa, and an incredible amount of joy and rejoicing. But our elyon, an elevated spiritual light, is brought into the world. So it's a person, you know, is, is going ahead, and a person caused that there should be a lack and a, and a pagam, and he, and, he, and, he, and he broke this, and he, and he destroyed that. When you connect now to Limanatur, to the source, what happens? Shefa comes down anew and it fixes up everything that you broke. 
The Gaman, he says, it's known the only way to fix something is by going to the source and to fix it as it exists in the Shairish. Where's the Shairish for our Nishamas? In a letter from the Torah. All of the blemishes of the sinning soul or the soul of the sinner rather, they become fixed and sweetened. The more a person engages in Limanatira, you're fixing up the shirish of all of the blemishes that you created. A new shefa comes down as well as fixing up the, the, the shirish of your own neshama that's become a little bit dirty from engagement in Averis, my neshama, a little bit dirty. So when we engage in Torah, we're ma'ayur, the source, we're fixing it up, and the Torah is able to bring us back. Consistency is the key. Each and every day, like Rabbi Nachman said in the first piece, we could have all the svarim in the world, but it doesn't help if we're not actually learning them. So pick one. And I know that everybody here is already doing so. But it's so important to me, Mechazik, that in Limud HaTayra is the Iker. By Rabbi Nachman, it was Davinin, Lernin, and Davinin. These two things, you cannot have one without the other. Rabbi Nachman, Lamed Aleph, is Marech. You can't have Tzadik without Lamdin. You can't have Lamdin without Tzadik. You need both. That's the ideal vision of the Jew. And one need not come at the detriment of the other. To the balance. To have the Dveikus and the Limud. To have the Ar and the Kalim. To have the Tzadik and the Lamdin. To have the Shmir Sabris and the Tiferis of, of, of Liman Atayra. And to bring it all the Kodulam Yachad into the ideal vision of what it is a Jew bursting with Dveikus Chuka and also Maisim Gashmiim physical actions to, uh, to, to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light down into this physical world. Thank you so, so much for joining those who are here, those who are joining with us on Zoom and on Facebook. Thank you so, so much. And Israel Hashem, okay, more, uh, we'll be in touch on that, on that point. Okay, we're running into Marif here, we're running late, and the Chavar has to go back to Yeshiva. Thank you so, so much. Wishing everybody the most wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week, and um, we'll be in touch. Israel Hashem, thank you for joining. Kaltov Chavar.